before Google, social media, or IMDb, there were guys behind the counter. They were your window to all things movie, what just came out, and what is and what is not worth your time. Stay tuned as we discuss this week's staff pick, VHS finds, and anything else that may pop up. Welcome to Behind the Counter. We are the guys behind the counter. I'm Kev with Pizza Planet Video. And uh, my name is Jesse with uh, Cinedump.com. I also go by Joe Danger, but, um, you know, call me call me what you like. What do you call the, me, Kev? I call you the producer, man. The oh, fact there man. There we go. I like it. I like it. I call it my buddy in crime when it comes to tapes and comics. Hell yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm new to comics, so, like, it's, I, I like, a lot of the stuff that you tell me about, it's, it's stuff that's on my radar, and it's stuff that uh, has usually skyrocketed in value because you, I like the way you look at it. You look at it from the reader's perspective, and normal, and that's kind of what is driving um, the world of comics these days because those are the comics you usually get picked up for TV shows and uh, right. and movies. Yeah, I just I don't want to I don't want to make comics a collecting like I'm collecting for money. I'm collecting for value. I just want to make sure if it's a good story, I'm going to read it. If it's not, I'm not going to go after it. And if I go like there is one that we, you told me about Canto. Yeah, Canto. I didn't get the first issue. Uh, I had to wait for the second one to come around and I it sells out instantly. Everybody's wanting it. So I'm bowing out. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to search it out, uh, but it's a, I'm not going to lie. The, 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 the second, the reprint of it. Yeah. The cover's not as cool. See, I, I went ahead and bought it because um, it, apparently they're having a bunch of issues with the printing and I, and I don't know, maybe I'll just use it as a reader. Like I'm not, I'm not planning on really like messing with my issue one, you know, release one but uh i i did i did get the reprint as well yeah but apparently issue two is having the same issues too so i'm I'm wondering if that's just the trend of idw or it's id it's idw man they struggle i i i tend to just stick to image comic i really like their stuff like that what they're putting out like this week they have com- uh, a new comic coming out called coffin bound yep it i got i got it in my pool box uh yeah dude i heard i heard it's so weird and um, what's really cool about it is like some of the art looks unfinished, but like it's when I say unfinished, though, it's like it's stylized, which works if it's intentional. So I'm, I'm excited to see. Apparently, it's 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 unlike anything you've ever read. So I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes. I just like what Image puts out. I think they yeah. put out a lot of creative titles. Uh, one of my favorites is Gideon Falls right now. Yeah, it's so good. But uh, they put out a lot of great titles. And the thing is, like, um, they're enjoyable reads. So that's kind of, like Marvel for me at this time is, is not so much of an enjoyable read anymore. Yeah. If I feel like Marvel now is they're really focused on the fact that they're really super collectible. So they're lacking on, on some of their story arcs. Image is really going for like that, like power read, like let's make it a good story and just have some killer artists like Bitter Roots, a great one. I um, just read that today. So good. I just read that today. I I really I really like the the big guy. Um, mm-hmm. He because he's it's funny because he's like a brute, but yet he he just like pulls these big words out of his ass and and he just like kind of watched his cousin get beat up and he's like you know I'll step in whenever you need me. It, it it's a very interesting tone and it's a it's an interesting story too based on the time it takes place. 
Right. So it basically takes place in Harlem in the 40s and 50s is the yeah. idea. Uh, and it's an all black cast, right? So yeah. the the inker, the author, the drawer, the illustrator, all are African-American. It's a story written because in comic books, there was a, a lacking of representation of African-Americans. And uh, these guys picked it up and I think they did a great job. But basically their stories, they're telling the story of, of how to deal with hate in a creative way. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting story, and I've only I've only read issue one um, because uh, one Killer Kaiju was one of my local shops, and um, he the the guy that runs it, Roman, he's been telling me to read it for like the longest time. And I don't know if you know this, but they just came out with like a summer special, I think a couple weeks ago. It's good, and they well they introduced new characters in the in the special. It was kind of cool. It was like a nice little one off. Um, but I, I'm I'm interested, man. I'm I'm in it. I'm in it. And I, like I said, I only read issue one today. Oh, and the art is amazing. Yeah, the art is different, and it works. Like it kind of, like like we were just talking about, um, you know, art being stylized and it not working. Like it it's it's an interesting balance. Like it it, it reflects what you're reading. I don't know. How, is that that's an interesting yeah. way to say it? But it's just the style. The, the the whole style all the way through just works for me. Uh, so did you did you pick up anything? I mean, we we're we're a, we're a movie podcast, but um, so it, for the first time in a long time, I went hunting. So uh-oh. my son's my son's birthday was uh, two weeks ago, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, Mondo Video, who also owns a video store here in Atlanta, who is a good friend, brought some tapes for me uh, and tapes for my son. So his birthday present was a bunch of kids VHS that we watched that we watched, but uh, also he brought me basically. A Stephen King bundle. Yeah, I, I mean, Carrie, Shining, um, what else? Uh, Silver Bullet. Oh yeah. my God, great movie. Um, Pet cool, Cemetery. cool, cool box art too. I like the oh, yeah. the box art in Silver Bullet. Uh, what uh, was the one you sent? You sent me a picture of one that you. I'm I'm not sure if it was part of the same bundle, but you got a Stephen King uh, VHS as well. The Shining. No, I think it was some. Let me. I, I'm because I wanted to say. Let me see. Thinner is one of them as well. Dude, Thinner is uh, fantastic and so underrated. So I mean, he got me so many great, great. So it got me back into wanting to go hunting a little bit. The stand. Oh, that's right. The stand. Was that was that in the bundle too? It wasn't. I found that later. Okay, that's so um, random. It's uh, it yeah. I found it. Yeah. I, so I he the party was on a Sunday. That Monday, I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit up a couple shops. Yeah. Threw the boy in the car. We went to one, and they were having a fifty percent off all things. So the tapes are normally twenty five cents. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they were like dirt cheap. And it was the Shining. It's so it's the mini series, The Shining. Yeah, I don't think I mean, I've ever sorry, seen that. Not the, uh, it's, the the Shining, not the Stand. The Stand. God, yeah. What am I doing? And uh, it was awesome. Uh, I've got a bootleg from when I was a kid. My parents recorded it off TV. Yeah. And so I've got it now. The, the one you have boot, bootlegged, does it have the commercials as well? Or Oh, yeah. Dude, that, see, that, that I would actually want more than the, the actual release. Dude, my dad was all up. When we got a VCR, my dad was all about recording stuff. So, like, we, we, my parents, we love National Geographic, so he would record all the National Geographics. Like, if it was like a like – I had Clinton's inaugural. Like, I had all <laughs> of these boots. Um, it was amazing. But so I found a couple of interesting ones that I was super stoked about. I've been looking for this for a while. Um, I don't generally try to get the 20th Century Fox selections, mm-hmm. you know, those boxes. But 
I'm not super picky if it's the title I want. And I picked up The Fly. The Fly is classic. It's a classic. I've wanted it forever, and I've never been able to find it. It's a good copy, but it's again, it's the 20th century selections. It just makes the box look crappy, you know, because it says selections against the top. Yeah, it's um, not the OG. No. So then I got. You've, you've the, seen that before, right? What, the fly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and then at the same place, uh, I found the Cabbage Patch Kids like collection of basically. It's horrifying looking. It's a it's a it's a clamshell. It says Cabbage Patch Kids. This episode's called The New Kid, a musical adventure. It's basically the cover of the box is a bunch of like, you know, Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. And I don't know if they like make the move like stop motion or what, but it's it was creepy enough that I found a couple of them and I was like, well, they're like twelve cents. I'll I'll buy them. Give it a go. Uh, I also found this movie that I had never heard of. It's a Sean Connery. It's called Outland. Yep. Have you heard of it? I have that too. I had never heard of it, but it got me. The box art is amazing. It just says Sean Connery on the top. Yeah. And it's him holding a shotgun. It says Outland. On Jupiter's moon, he's the only law. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, that's going to have to happen. come home. So I bought that. Uh, one I've been looking for for a long time, Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, nice. So. I have a Japanese copy of that. That's fucking sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I found Serial Mom. Oh, classic. I love that movie. And I, I, I've, I've seen it, but I've never gotten it on tape. So I was like, yep. For the longest time, the DVD of that was out of print. So like the DVD would sell for like 40 or 50 bucks. And then the tape would sell for like 20, 25. But then I think Shout Factory re-released it. Or yeah, they re-released it. Um, but for the longest time, the only way I could find it was like in a, a four pack, a DVD four pack with um, a couple other movies that are kind of like melancholy but funny at the same time yeah i don't like do you like four pack dvds i don't i like to have one movie and one box like you know yeah because then i forget what it's with and i have to go like yeah i mean like it depends um the ones that i can't stand are the ones that are like nine movies or 15 movies and you're like what the hell this is um, getting ridiculous yeah the four i don't really mind because usually there's only two that are good yeah that's true uh, the last one that I was stoked, I found a bunch of other ones. Uh, I hit up one, one of my spots and it's like four for a dollar. So each tape's 25 cents, but uh, they were doing a sale too. So I got like 20 tapes for like, I think $2 or something. Yeah. Um, and it was a bunch of rando stuff that I had never heard of, but I'm, I'm willing to take chances on. Like if it's a crazy box, but the little vampire. Yeah. I've heard that's really good. Uh yeah, I was like, yep, that's happening. It's got cows that are vampires in the front. So. Yeah, and Jonathan Lipnicki, of course. Oh, you can't, yeah. can't go wrong, man. You can't go wrong with Lipnicki. You so, know, that reminds me, I did uh, actually did find one thing when I was hunting. Um, and the, the reason why I forgot was because it wasn't for me. I, I found uh, my neighbor, Totoro. I got it for my, for my little boy. That's a great one. He loves Kiki's delivery service. So I found Totoro, and I was like, this has to be like, like maybe he'll like it. Right. Right. And uh, so one night I put it on and uh, at, in the beginning, it has like the weird intro where it's like, just like the kids like walking and, and he, he, he was already like in a bad mood cause it's nighttime. 
and um he's like i don't like this movie put in something else and then and then like the actual movie started and he saw the animation and he recognized it and um at that point he was like he he said a four-year-old imagine this he said i'll give it a try and um <laughs> <laughs> dude kids say the coolest stuff they really I, do i i loved it and uh since then i mean now he'll uh he'll he'll We'll say, okay, well, what do you want to watch next? Because normally we'll put on a movie whenever, you know, he gets out of the bath or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, he'll stay up. He'll watch it twice in a row, which is makes me feel good because I spent like 50 cents on something that brings him so much joy. Definitely. So, I mean, we, yeah, we, we did some hunting this week. Uh, I wonder if uh, Sprinkles has done some hunting on his vacation, but we'll figure that out next episode. But. Oh yeah, we I never was... we never even meant, yeah. Well, I mean, he's pretty forgettable, so <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, uh yeah. For those he's that on like know, a whirl whirlwind tour of uh, New England, so I'm I'm really jealous. Yeah, it seems like an awesome trip. But speaking of bath time, mine just got out of the bath. Uh oh. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> night, night, bud gotta love kids i it, it's so i love hearing like that shriek of joy <laughs> night night bud night night man the coolest thing i've ever done become a dad i've loved it but yeah i, I want to do more hunting but i went to two more shops and they're dry, they're done yeah like they just they don't care i asked and they're like yeah we don't care anymore so I'll wait for the two shops that I did hit that had something to maybe get another shipment in. I'll wait another week or like I used to go like every week hit hit like I did like a circuit right every yeah. week because I do I didn't want to miss anything. That's the thing with me in collecting of things. I've got to keep myself in check because I can get a little out of hand, but I I don't want to miss. It's the fear of missing a, a, a tape. Like well, what if they got in a whole thing of this or that? Yeah. So Pat but, uh, Pat Oswalt has a pretty interesting. Uh, book and I, I listened to it on tape and he explained like because he got addicted to going to see movies in the theaters and he had the fear of missing out um, like if a movie was coming to town or if it was like a special 35 millimeter print of you know the fly or something yeah. and uh, I can totally relate to that because like you and like Oswald um, like anytime that uh, the theater that we don't speak of would uh, show something <laughs> special I would always make it a priority to go see it because I, 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 first of all, I wanted to see it on the big screen. And then secondly, I wanted, you know, to be able to say that I saw it on the big screen, you know, brag mm-hmm. about it like that, that adventure. And if I didn't go, I would like get depressed. It was kind of a weird time, but um, a lot of people can relate to that, especially with collecting. Yeah. Collecting is hard, man. I, especially with like comics, I keep myself in check. Like I don't, I don't pay attention to like what things cost or like what's coming out. I stick to generally one genre. Yeah. And I just like, I try to only read like three, four books. That's it. Like I'm not trying to collect. I don't want to go every Wednesday and have my pool be like 30 bucks. Yeah. There there was a time that it was. And like every time I was going, I was dropping like 80, 90 bucks in books. And that's, that's a lot in every week. Yeah. Especially if you get in the comics that are weekly comics. Yeah. That that's when I got out of Marvel. I was like, Marvel's doing this shit weekly now. I'm out. Yeah, well, Marvel's also doing this thing where they release like eight variants, and you're like, well, 
I gotta I got buy to, them all. You gotta get the variants, dude. Like yeah. when they when they right after Guardian of the Galaxy, Howard the Duck came back out in comics. Yeah. And then but Howard the Duck showed up in other people's comics as a variant cover. Yeah. So comics that I would never read like Inhuman or whatever, like it's just not something I was into, but it was, had a Howard the Duck comic. Like I basically told my shop, um, I was like, yo, if Howard the Duck's on the front, throw it in my pool. Yeah. And I showed up one time and I had like sixty bucks and I was like Okay. Yeah. I can't buy all of these or I'll not have a wife anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I literally, one day I walked in, I was like, everything's in my box, put it back out, stop my pool. Like I used to, you know, get the preview. Yeah. The big, and like order stuff. Yeah. I knocked all that. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I just, I, what I do is I limit myself per week. And then like, if it's an expensive book, I th- $30 is my cap, which is a, is pretty good and has been has done well for me so far. Yeah. Because the only book I've bought for 30 bucks and this kind of will lead us to our next topic is The Boys number 1. And uh if if you this is a that's Garth Ennis, he also wrote The Preacher uh or wrote Preacher. Um he's done a run of Punisher, he did a couple other interesting books, but I love his tone and do you have Amazon Prime? Do you have Amazon Prime? I do. You have to watch The Boys. It is. It has Carl Urban, and I'm sure you've been seeing seeing ads for it. It's kind of like The Watchmen, but um, it's like if superheroes existed and lived among us, but they're also like celebrities, and they do drugs and have sex, and they're they're out of control because they have no, there's no policing of them. Right. Um, that's what. That's why I love The Watchmen. When that book came out. Yeah. That was a great because who's watching them? Who's watching mm-hmm. the superheroes? You know? Well, this this uh, particular story is it's it's very similar, but it's also like next level. Like the Watchmen is is kind of dark. This this has humor, um, but yeah, it's an eight episode series. The reason I mention it though is because back uh, I've always liked Garth Ennis, and I I had the trade paperback for uh, the boys like since it came out. And uh, when it when I heard it got optioned, I uh, I made it a mission of mine to buy number one. Um, like so, I bought a number one at a show, and then I bought another one on eBay. And uh, so I think I'm uh, forty bucks in, maybe. And both, like, if I really wanted to, I could sell both number ones for over eighty dollars right now, raw. So I'm pretty happy with my purchases right now, for sure. Yeah. So that's. That's what I've been watching. Dude, that's the one thing about the way you collect. Uh, I love the way – because you know, like, if I buy this, it's worth X. Yeah. I'm a sh- that's where I fall short as a collector. Like, I don't pay attention to that. Like, yeah. I'm just like, if I want it, I want it, right? But well, like, I, there's that There's that to it, too, for yeah. me. I, I mean, ultimately, the whole point of, uh, point of collecting is to, like, does it bring you joy? And, like, kind of like how you were saying with your, with your pull box – I was warned in the beginning by a collector friend of mine. He's like, Hey man, you're getting the comics. Be careful what you buy. Don't buy too much, you know, buy what you like, because if it, if you can't resell it, you're stuck with a brother. And so like, you know, I got, I got, I'm stuck with a couple of variants, you know, but like, it's nothing crazy. I got like maybe six or seven things. I probably can't move. But at the same time, most of the shit I buy is stuff I like. And if I don't like it, you know, someone I know does. So I'm, I'm definitely. I'm not going to the comic book store. Like I used to go to the comic book store and look at new arrivals. 
Yeah. And I'm a sucker for first issues. So like if I saw it number one and I'm like, Ooh, I'll just pick it up, give it a read. Mm-hmm. I now don't do that. Cause you, you get burned. Like you read it. You're like, God, this is awful. Yeah. I hate the artwork. Um, because I'm also not a, I, I don't, my wife is a researcher. I'm not a researcher. So like, I don't really know a lot about the authors or anything, but if, if the book looks cool, if it, judge a book by its cover, if it had a baller cover, it was a buck, you know, it was like a, a number one. I was like, I'll try. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, cause I did you, the same thing. Like I'm sitting on these books that back in the day, I was sitting on these books, like, and they're just sitting there. I'm never going to read them again. They're awful. Yeah. And what are you going to do with them? Right. Like yeah. I, I, I in turn donated them to the library. Yeah, see, that's because they were worth nothing. You know, they're first editions of a book that's probably not gonna. Yeah, that probably has work. like five hundred thousand prints. That right. I mean, everyone just a huge run. Yeah, because you're not the only one that did that. Right. But anyway, so, so now I definitely yeah. I know the authors and I know the books that I'm going to get, and that I definitely don't. Put, and they're always like, "Do you want to do a pull?" No, sir. No, thank yep. you. I <laughs> I stick to no pull boxes. If I get there and the book is out, oh well. Yeah. Well, I would definitely recommend the boys, both in comic and on Amazon Prime. Uh, you've been, have you been watching anything? Have you guys? Uh... So you're gonna make fun of me? Go for it, man! You'd be surprised. Uh, the TV show that I'm in right now. I'll say this first, and if you know it, you know it. I'm a marshmallow. I no. like Ver- Veronica Mars. Oh, I've ne- I've never watched it, man. I had neither, and like I was scrolling through Hulu the other day, I was just like, I need something to just turn on to have noise right my son was yeah. taking a nap vacuuming or something and i turned it on and i was like when did this come out so i instantly had like imdb 2005 so i just graduated college and <laughs> uh i was like well, i'll give it a shot it's Kristen bell you know yeah and yeah it's it's teenage de- crime detective and you know what i love the shit out of it oh my god it's good it has a pretty made- big cult following it's a huge cult following and that's they're called the marshmallows oh okay all right in one of the episodes, Veronica Mars is called a marshmallow because she can become hard on the outside, but she's still soft on the inside. So she's oh. a marshmallow. <laughs> like uh, I, I used to think she was like so hot, and then I listened to like her podcast, and she has some pretty interesting ideas. So like it kind of like turned me off to it, but like I want to see the show because I think they're either bringing it back or they have brought it back. They did. So they Hulu just released a fourth season now and it was a they did a crowdfunding in 2000 so it only made it three seasons so it was 2005 six seven and then it ended uh and then it had such a cult following that they put it on kickstarter raised two million dollars almost instantly for the movie that's wild because it basically ended abruptly like there was no like really closure Mm -hmm. just happened but so know. is this I mean, the first time you've watched it, or are you oh, like, yeah. like okay. yeah, I, I graduated college and I was not a huge Veronica Mars guy, but no, I'm, I've enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, so that's kind of what I've been watching. Uh, I watched the movie. The last movie that I watched was the one we're going to talk about today. Cool. Uh, what's nice about this podcast is it keeps me watching movies because I don't have enough with a two year old. I don't have a lot of extra time to like sit down and watch a three hour movie. Mm-hmm. So this podcast makes me watch movies, which is great. Yeah. But we'll get to that movie in a minute. But <laughs> I'll tell you how I feel. <laughs> Speak, uh, speaking of three-hour movies, I did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And dude, I've heard nothing but positive things. Did you like it? I, I loved it, man. I walked into the theater. like I was. I was uh, it's a little different as far as Tarantino goes, but ultimately – I, I loved it. I'll give you my little, my quick 
elevator review. Mm -hmm. uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a modern-day fairy tale, Tarantino, like Disney, took a story we all know and changed it in a way that made it palatable. See it with an audience if you can. So that's my that's my little elevator pitch to you as far as uh, Once Upon a Time. So give me a star rating. Would you get, you know, five out of five, three out of five? Oh, I gave it a five. I gave, Well, at first I had four and a half, and then I ended up going back because it, it stayed with me. And the thing is, is that there's – it's not like anything he's done. Like, uh, it's not like Pulp Fiction. It's not like Jackie Brown. It's not like Reservoir Dogs. Hell, it's not even like uh, The Hateful Eight. It's a different – it's a different um, – it's a different Tarantino. It's an aged, fine wine Tarantino, if you will. <laughs> and uh, ult ultimately, I would say that at the end of the day, it's like I I do work with cameras. Um, it is it is. There are some nods to people that you know do work in film or do work with cameras. And uh, there's you know I've done a little bit of acting, and there's some like some interesting um, perspectives um, as far as like what he delivers on screen. And the fact that you get to see Brad Pitt with Leo, like side by side, and they play so well off each other. Um, yeah, go see it if you can. I don't really want to say too much because I want everyone like I, I've, I've heard the hate online. Like people, there are some people that don't like it. Um, I'm not one of those people. There's everybody. There's always people that don't like something. Yeah. There are always people online that just want to talk shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, like my buddy, a friend of mine saw it like the same, the same, like opening day. I went and saw it opening day and uh, I put, I posted my little review and um, he, he loved it too. But he said that there was people at his theater walking out of it complaining and uh, they, they, there was people asking for their money back. Like I have friends that work at theaters and they're asking people, this is like a daily thing with this movie. Really? People uh, look. <laughs> I've never I've seen a lot of shitty movies in my life. I've never asked for my my money back. Look, yeah. if you go in a movie have no idea and it sucks, it's your fault. Yeah, I agree. Like you go if you go to the if you go buy a shitty car without doing research and it that's your fault. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't get that mentality like, "Oh, if I don't like it, I'll just get my money back." You're an idiot. Well, they're not all winners, man. Like and like not everything's going to be for you. Right. I mean, I've, like like you, I've seen shitty movies too, but the only time I think I ever asked for my money back was whenever the damn projector lit on fire. Right. Like that. <laughs> holy shit on fire. Good yeah, Lord. it was uh, Pearl Harbor. And so, I mean, honestly, I, I kind of got saved. But um, it was a good movie. It was only like 14 and a half hours long. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Had they cut it up, I think it could have been better and maybe recast it. But yeah, I, yeah. I've never like I understand if like something in the movie theater breaks down or like. Yeah. I've been to a theater one time and the sound went out like halfway through and you're just like. Is this part of the, what's happening? Yeah. So like, yeah, but like, just because the movie itself is bad, yeah, I don't, I don't think that equates. But I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I don't know. I, I won't go to the theaters, but I'll see it when it comes around. I, will, will you see, uh, will you see Cats? The, uh, I heard that's coming out. Absolutely not. That thing A looks horrible. B looks like a thing of nightmares. Who, like, my question is, is who, who's the audience for it? Like. Like who, who, who asked for cats to be remade? <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I mean, my wife is musical theater. That is her major. Cats is a musical theater piece. It is yeah. a musical. 
it is a old musical. People make fun of it now. I mean, everyone, everyone in their life, if they've seen a musical, they're usually like, I've seen Cats. They're like, of course you have. A Jericho, you know, you get it. it. It's just bad. Like, I don't need to see people's faces on a cat running around town like it's a real cat. I could just, no. It's weird, too, because they put them in positions like the cats would be in, and then they have, like, these, like, Taylor Swift. I didn't, I never imagined I would ever see her as a cat. And she has, like, these like facial expressions like she's taking a shit and singing it i don't know it's just such a weird but like who <clears throat> they had to know it was gonna not come out right like you you know like i mean fucking magneto's in it yeah yeah and so is uh what's her name rebel wilson and yeah. uh There's... the only the only thing i liked about it was the part when they're jumping from like couch to couch or whatever that is but i and it just because of the spectacle of it but i don't need to see a two-hour jump jumping from couch to, i mean i have a cat myself you know i have a couple yes <laughs> i don't need to watch yeah i just did no i i don't know i don't know why this was needed to be made but again it's that it's the time now that consumption is everything and there's so much out there being made now that never would have been made back in the day because someone would have been like no but you got to have it there's just everybody more 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 you know did you did you see any good trailers though uh I saw Are You Afraid of the Dark trailer? See, I still did that come out today? A couple days ago. A couple days ago? Yeah, I guess I I haven't seen it yet, but uh you mentioned that it it's it it's either a TV show or a movie coming out. I it, I guess I caught the t- the teaser. So yeah. I'm not and it, you know, it's Nickelodeon Studios. It's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. I I'm a huge fan of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I mean, the text group, so just for all you listeners, the text group that Jesse Sprinkles and I is called the Midnight Society because we gather and we, for your entertainment, submit. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. I don't know what, if it's a movie. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited too, man. Like, I grew up with Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark. I've interviewed. Um, uh, there's an actor named Stu Stone. He did the voice of Ralphie on uh, on Magic School Bus. He was in. He's one of the only actors to ever be in both Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps. So check that out on cinedump.com. Um, but he he was really 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 nice and like we reminisced about Are You Afraid of the Dark for like uh, the interview was a lot. It was a long one, but it was pretty awesome. That came on SNCC. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. SNCC was Friday night or Saturday night. Uh, I want to say it was Saturday night because that I think that's what the S stood for. Or no, I'm you know I don't know maybe. I don't I, remember, but it was like, what was it? What was Snick? Snick was like Rocco, uh, all that, you, all that. Are you afraid of the dark? God, those are great. And then because you then you had TGIF on Friday nights. Yeah, thank God it's Friday. Uh, or, yeah, uh, and then you had like Family Matters, uh, uh, Boy God, Meets World, all those great. Just that's a childhood. The shit kids watch nowadays. <sighs> Damn whippersnappers! But no, I'm excited yeah. about that one. Well, that's the thing is like we, back then you would have to like kind of arrange your schedule based on like what was going to be shown on Fridays. Like, could you, you know, attend Sally's volleyball game, you know, or would you rather miss, you know, the season finale of Boy Meets World? Um, but yeah, I think Snick was Saturday. It was Saturday, Nick. So it was like, it's like Saturday night, Nick. Cause, and I think I remember that because like, like your dad, Whenever I had a like, I got a VCR. I used to record Snick, and then I would record Mad TV. 
So, so my Saturdays were booked, man. <laughs> Dude, those are great times. I loved all that shit. Yeah. Um, but another trailer that I saw that reminded just is a lot like Are You Afraid of the Dark is movies or uh, stories you don't tell in the dark or uh, stories, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, right? That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Which was a book back in the day uh, with intense for kids with gross, intense drawings, line drawings. Yeah. And like it was scary. And a lot of like, grade schools didn't get the book in the library because it, it was a little too much right and the trailer for that have you seen it i haven't seen the new one but the like one with the pimple and the arm coming out of the pimple see i've seen i've seen all the teasers because uh i'm friends with the the director of the movie um and it's kind of crazy because i've been following following his career for a while and anytime that there's a new movie or a new trailer or a teaser he always posts it um, so I'm assuming that the newest, the newest trailer is just pieces of like the teasers because each, each teaser is introducing you to a character. Right. So I'm wondering if it's like a cut of like all of those, his name's, his name's Andre. And, uh, I, I, his, his last name's kind of hard to pronounce. It's or Orvidal. Um, he's best known for troll hunter and autopsy of Jane Doe, which had Emil Hirsch in it. And he's he's freaking fantastic. Um, he got uh, I, he, uh, who like one of the producers like because who else is working on this film? Guillermo uh, del Toro um, is is um, he got handpicked by del Toro to do this film because of uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe and uh, Troll Hunter. So if you guys haven't seen those and, and you're you know getting ready to uh, to see scary stories because scary stories comes out on the ninth. Um, I would definitely try to check out those other two films before you can, or before scary stories comes out. Yeah. What else did we, any other trailers spark your interest? The one that I thought was the coolest. And uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it was the, the lighthouse with a, that's the a 24. Yeah. Friend, friend of the shows in it. Um, uh, old Robert Pattinson, you know, uh, feature Batman, you know, in, in, uh, in, in crime, crime fighting. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Did you get a chance to check that one out? I saw some of it. Yeah, dude. It looks like a acid trip. Like I'm, I, I, I don't know something about it. I'm so drawn into it based on like the cast and the director, the director did the witch, um, the, the, the poster, the poster, it's literally just a lighthouse. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom corner there is a tail, like a, a mermaid tail. So it makes me wonder, like, it's just this random, like almost where's Waldo little mermaid tail on the bottom, bottom corner. Are these, do these guys go, go insane or like, do they take drugs and then they think they see mermaids or like what, what happens? <laughs> I hope they do all of those things. Well, I mean, I don't know. Did, did you see the witch? Uh, I saw that one. Yeah. And it's kind of like ominous as to like, if uh, like, you know, is the witch real? Is the witch not real? And that's what I like about this director and this writer is like, what we see is not necessarily what is happening. So I'm I'm wondering if that's going to play into this as well, because the movie is listed as a fantasy horror. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this guy. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm, 
a couple other shows that I saw that we talked about was um, one was A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. The Mr. Rogers stories done by Tom Hanks. Yeah, he looks, dude, he looks the Good part. Good Lord. I, it's crazy. Like they did a side by side in one of the trailers and it's, he looks just like the man. Yeah. So I'm excited about that one. Uh, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick is coming out. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to see that in theaters. I, I don't know if I'm excited about it, but I'm going to watch it. The trailer looks good. The trailer, yeah. but I don't know, like, like you, I don't know if I need to see it. Like, I'll wait for, you know, if, if it's on Netflix, I'm going to push play, but like, I'm not going to pay movie prices. Um, Zombieland 2 is possibly oh, yeah. what I'm most excited about. I, I forgot about that. That looked really good. I was pleasantly surprised, man. Dude, the original Zombieland was like an underrated movie. I think it's great. Woody Harrelson is hilarious in everything. Yeah. The best line of the Zombieland 1 is when they go into um, a house in Hollywood and uh, he's Woody Harrelson's character is like basically hinting at who it is and it's um, Bill oh Murray, God. right? It's Bill Murray. And yeah. she goes, he goes, this is the king. It's Bill Murray. And she's like, who's Bill Murray? And he goes, I've never hit a child before. <laughs> and he goes, that's, he goes, it's like saying, who's Gandhi. And she goes, yeah. who's Gandhi. And he's like, I just, I need, and he walks away. I was like, that shit's hilarious. So, but it's an original, it's the same cast. It's the original cast coming back. So, I mean, if I had a free night, I'd go see Zombieland two in the theaters. I saw the first one in theaters and like, honestly, I wasn't too hyped until I saw the trailer. I didn't really care. Like ultimately when this first came out, um, this was actually supposed to be a TV show and the movie came out and I liked it. And then I just kind of, I kind of moved on from it, you know, cause there's been how many other zombie comedies since then for real, but it's kind of cool. Like we're, we're going to get to, you know, rejoin our cast of misfits, you know, the, and, and it's so crazy. The little girl from little Miss sunshine isn't, isn't so little anymore. And like, I don't know. The tone is still the same. Like, I don't know. It it just looks, it looks, it exceeded my very low expectations for a sequel. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, I don't normally go see sequels in theaters, but I'll see this. Se- well, like, I'll see this one for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, other than that, I mean, that's about what, you know, the, the main ones that got me excited the last couple of weeks. So do you want to move on to uh, the main attraction? <laughs> this is Skeletor talking. So you want to go to Cinedump, huh? What a dump. Who used to say that? Betty Davis. Dear good friend of mine. I wish. <laughs> Have a good time. Don't buy any garbage from these people. <laughs> Don't listen to Alan. I mean Skeletor. Listen to me, Jesse Hobson, from Cinedump.com. That's C-I-N-E dump.com. Check us out for all your favorite movie reviews and interviews. We let the doers know how they're doing. The the main, uh, the main unattraction. <laughs> so last week we talked about because the the movie uh, what is it from hell three from hell three from hell they dropped the trailer for that and so we started talking last week about Rob Zombie's trilogy um, you know House of a Thousand Corpses uh, Devil's Rejects uh, I thought I had seen Devil's Rejects now after I'm watching this I I don't believe I have. I think I'm mixing it up with another movie, but so you suggested that we watch house of a thousand corpses. 
On a stormy Halloween night, four young people set out across the back roads of America. What's that? It's a hitchhiker. What, should we stop? We can't leave right here in the rain. In search of a mysterious figure known only as Dr. Satan. You know anything about the legend of Dr. Satan? Yeah, I can show you. What they uncovered You ain't seen nothing yet Is the most horrifying and shocking tale of carnage ever seen Well, I bet you'd stick your head to fire if I told you you could see hell You seen this girl? Yeah, they want to play Nancy Drew with this local legend that people call Dr. Satan Stupid kids probably got themselves lost Let's get out of this nut house The boogeyman is real From director Rob Zombie comes a journey into hell. This can't be real, this can't be real, this can't be real. House of a Thousand Corpses. Hope you like what you see! Yeah, just because... Because you hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it. Uh, God, it was awful. I hated every minute of it. It was just, it's just bad. It's, and I know I'm going to get hated on and probably boot off the internet. I want to get into why you like it because you like it, right? Well, I want to like it. Okay. I want to like it too because it's Rob Zombie, which is amazing. Yeah. Some of the characters are really cool. Captain, what is it? Captain Steuben? Captain Spaulding. Spaulding. Yeah. I, I like, I want to like his character because it's, he's cool looking. His whole little like freak show at the gas station is like, I want to be a part of it. It's just bad. Oh my God. It's just, it's just bad. Um, so you're actually not in bad company because Rob Zombie doesn't like this film. The creator. Of, okay. Yeah. Because half of it was filmed in his house. Yeah, like all the transition scenes and the scenes where they're just like kind of like laughing and doing like the little side interviews. Those were the scenes that were filmed in his in his house. Like it's just it's bad. It's bad acting, it's bad writing, it's bad costumes. It's like I I want I want to like it because it's a cool idea, right? Yeah. Like there's boobs for no reason. You know, there's just like a naked chick making out with a skeleton. You're like, that does, I don't even know why that needs to be in here. Like, what's his name? What is the actor's name that was horrible? Uh, and I the, love his pot. Chris Hardwick. Yeah, he was bad. Horrible in this movie. He does ID10 podcast. Uh, I think he's – I don't dislike him. I like his podcast. Uh, I thought his com- – I think his comedy's good. He's horrible. Wearing a wig time he was in a scene it just distracted me so much um he also seemed like kind of heavy like he didn't seem like himself or something i don't know like i know he's not trying to be himself but maybe there was something personal going on in his life or something because it just didn't it didn't look like he was trying like but he's also not really an act like a acclaimed actor either no he's a comedian i mean what is his name rain wilson the dude from the office is in this thing (laughs) 
<laughs> Again, he was horrible. Yeah. And I, I was worried that I wasn't going to like it due to just the graphic gore. There wasn't even that much graphic gore. And the shit they did show was so poorly done. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't gross. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, a lot of it just seemed weird to me. And the, the edit, like some of the editing choices were weird. It was like natural born killers done wrong. Like, it, like, like that, right. that works because of who did it. But like this, like, doesn't work because it's Rob Zombie's first film. And he's trying, he, there, there's too many ideas and he's trying to execute them all. And I feel like the, the tone, like the tone shifts like too dramatically. And ultimately, we're just kind of like, like as viewers, like forced to patch these like weird, almost like interactions and slash music videos together. It's 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 weird. That's it. I was like, this seems like something. It's a music video. It seems like a Rob Zombie music video. Yeah, and it like, becomes a chore. He he's he's definitely into old school horror. He he's always yeah. loved that. He's always loved that kind of like satanic, like old school monster vibe. So I thought, okay, maybe that's what he's trying to get into. But there's a there's a bunch of scenes where they talk about these old cheer, the cheerleaders that have been kidnapped. Yeah, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> like seriously, like it has nothing to do with anything of the original storyline. Like the whole story idea is a two couples go on a road trip to write a book about sideshow roadshow attractions Mm -hmm. they end up at captain spaulding's freak show they learn about um uh what is it they the the killer they're looking for uh dr wolfenstein or no dr satan dr satan they want to go find dr satan's tree or something yes Yes. the the tree like the yeah the hanging tree or whatever or something and like they find a hitchhiker and then she's like, this is the tree. And it's just like a bunch of sticks in a road. And you're like, what the fuck? And <laughs> it's just like, I was okay with the first part where he's, he's talking like Captain Spaulding's talking to the guy about selling pictures and talking about porn. And then they found a, you know, Planet of the Apes action figure up dude's butt. Like all that was funny. I thought when they first seen when they go through the House of Horrors and the oddities and all that was fine. I enjoyed that. Fell apart. Anything that doesn't have Captain Spaulding in it. Yeah. It falls apart. It doesn't make sense. I liked none of the other characters. There was too many fucking characters. Yeah. I agree with that. Definitely. I do agree that there was like too many characters. I did like Erwin Keyes. Uh, he's, he's been in, he's kind of like a, like a cult uh, actor. He's like the guy, you don't know his name. He was in like the Flintstones. He was one of the bowlers. He's the guy that kind of pushed them through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked seeing him. That was kind of cool. And the only reason he probably got this role was because of Rob Zombie knowing who he was. Um, like I, the, 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 you mentioned the cheerleaders. I, I didn't really love that either. Um the reveal of the cheerleaders was cool because Otis is like lecturing them. And then you're like, Oh, okay. This connects the dots, but still it, it could have been done a million other ways and it would have been better. So, I mean, do you have any other, like, did you like Dr. Satan? Cause that reveal was pretty cool. Whenever they actually finally see Dr. Satan and 
I've, I did a little research and that, that character is completely created by Rob Zombie. That was something he pulled out of his ass. And, you know, at this point, I mean, people still like think that it's a real thing. All right. So as far as Dr. Satan, I thought it was, a. I liked the idea of Dr. Satan. But by the time that I got to that segment of him, I was so over the movie. I was just ready for it to end. Yeah. See, like I, I liked, I liked it because it was just something new. Like I, I, I watched this back when it came out, like in 2003, I remember renting this and being, I was still in high school and I was, I was very weirded out by this movie. Um, I rewatched it, you know, 10 years later and I did, I thought it was okay. But then I, when I rewatched it to talk about it, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I would just rather watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like what it's homaging, or I would rather watch, you know, Devil's Rejects or honestly anything else that, that Rob Zombie has done. Um, the character itself, Dr. Dr. Satan is really cool though. And there is like a whole mythos um, surrounding him online. And there's a lot of people that think that he, that he's real. Um, but I, I didn't really care about him enough because like we were talking about, it was such a chore to get to that point that, yeah, it, it's just messy. Like too many yeah. ideas. Yeah. It, 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 basically as soon as they all, I thought everyone a died really fast. Yeah. Like there was no build up to like, or the torture or the, like the story of why they're dying. They were just killed. You're like, Oh cool. He's now a fish boy. Oh great. She's cut up in the back of a car. Great. He shot him in the head. And at that point you're like, everyone's going to die and everyone's going to die. in this kind of like, doesn't make sense why they're dying, but he just wants to show a bunch of gore. And, well, and, and they weren't even that, that gruesome really. Cause we didn't see like the actual act of killing. Like I would have, I would have, I wanted what I paid for. And ultimately we just got the end result on, on, on camera for sure, which is cheaper. Right. So I rated, I put on pizza planet. I rated this movie two and a half stars. Uh, okay. Because there are some redeeming qualities. There are some characters that I enjoy. Dr. Satan, Captain Spaulding. Like, there are some moments that I... The first 10 minutes of the movie, I was in. Everything after that, I was pretty much pissed off that I had paid money to rent this movie. <laughs> but I would, I'm not going to recommend it to people. It's not... I mean, even if you're a horror slash person that enjoys this stuff, I wouldn't even recommend it to you because it's just not well done. Yeah. Like, like you said, first it's first movie, so we you know there's there's growing pains. There's always gonna be growing pains, right? Um, I'm I now want to see the next two just to see if it gets better. Um, so that's probably gonna happen. Um, but yeah, God, it was awful. I I want that whatever hour and hour and thirty minutes back of my life. Well, and and twenty minutes of it was just like weird zoom in and color dis <laughs> like just weird shit that di didn't didn't really need to be there <laughs> um i i gave it a two out of five i i really like i said i really wanted to like it um i like how rob zombie sneaks in you know horror icons you know people that a lot of like characters and actors that people um the typical moviegoer kind of forgets uh i also really like like speaking of actors, I really love 
uh, Walton Goggins, his performance. He's the the police officer, the one that kind of plays the hick redneck with huge ST. Right. He was in Justified. Yeah. See, I haven't seen Justified. Oh, but, so good. Yeah, everyone tells me that, and like I, I like. I like most people that are in that show. So, and, but I just have a soft spot for him. Cause I mean, even in sons of anarchy, he's fantastic. He plays like a transvestite and he, he kills it. The dude can do no wrong. Yeah. He, um, he like, you can, it's funny. You can tell in this movie, he's a good actor because his part was played well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he, like it was like, Oh, this is a nice movie when he was on scene. Yeah. But then like you get to everyone else, like, and you're just like, oh my god, are these people even trying to do this? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And yeah. U- ultimately, I the like the thing that I do love about it, and I think we both can agree, is Sid Haig. Like his Captain Spaulding uh, role is, is awesome. Yeah, it's 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 the reason why that this show you know gets revisited. Uh, Sid Haig kills it, knocks it out of the park. This is obviously Rob Zombie's directorial debut, but. Sid, it's the it's the it's it's the introduction to to a very very interesting character, Captain Spaulding, and I think Sprinkles mentioned it last time. You don't see any of the other cast on you know tattooed on people's bodies, right. so there there is a reason why that character you know is long lasting, and you know Sid Sid Haig brings it to life. Agreed. So uh, to cap this off, I wanted to mention to you this is kind of a, a big deal for me. But I got invited to interview a couple actors that are going to be in Three from Hell. Uh, one of them being from this this movie, and uh, I'm either interviewing all three of them or I'm going to be interviewing, uh, a, you know, maybe two two out of the three. It just kind of depends on scheduling. So I'm I'm very excited to uh, bring that to uh, Behind the Counter podcast as well as Cinedon.com. That is awesome, dude! Yeah. Super stoked! Can't wait to. Uh see and read the interviews yeah me too It'll, it should be a good time man I'm, I'm excited for uh you know three from hell so this was definitely the the perfect uh, appetizer and if you haven't seen well and it sounds like you were confusing the other the devil's rejects for something else then i, I would suggest you know maybe checking that one out because it's it, it's definitely a palate cleanser i definitely want to check it out i i th- I think I've seen it, but like I wasn't getting a lot of like I didn't remember a lot of these characters. Like I, you know what I'm saying? I was like, maybe I've confused something. So I'm gonna go back and rewatch it because I want to see if it gets better. I, I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. Um, I, I will eventually watch Three from Hell. Um, but again, yeah, this movie was awful. <laughs> But as always, guys, we are the guys behind the counter. If you want to hit us up on Instagram, it's it's behind the counter podcast. We also have a Gmail behind the counter podcast, uh, as well as follow us on Twitter. I'll put all the links below in the show notes. BTC um, podcast grew. We're 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 getting we're getting followers every damn day. There you go. And if you want to do us a favor, guys, head on over to iTunes, give us a review, good or bad. If you like us, let us know what you like, what you don't like, and so yeah. As always, enjoy. Gracias.